Welcome to Two Guys Five Movies. This is one of your co-hosts, Chris Gasper. This is Frank Pelican. You are listening to episode 38 of the Spin Chagrin, and the category last week was Snow Capers. So, Frank, um, before you tell us about what I'm assuming will be another journey, um, can you can you kind of define what a snow caper is? And is it does it sound exactly like what it is? Yes, I mean it's just a movie that takes place in a snowy environment. A movie, um, a movie that takes place, or like a like a because a caper to me is like a. Uh, there's some like some uh, shit going on. I don't know. <laughs> okay, <laughs> all right. So, I'll judge them by the end of this whether there's a caper or not going on in whatever movie is this. Well, movie. technically, there's capers in all three. Okay. Um. All right. I'm gonna do this a little different because the movie that actually made the spin chagrin is worthy of your full attention and my full description. So we're going to do, we're going to do the two almost, almost rands like pretty quickly. Okay. Um, Cause they were both fucking abysmal. Okay. Um, and not even abysmal in the funny way, just abysmal in like the nigh unwatchable kind of way. Mm. Well, maybe the one was kind of funny. I don't know. I did. It really bothered me, but um, then the, the spin chagrin movie is, um, is a masterpiece mm. i think okay <clears throat> from the spin chagrin canon um so the first this is actually the second movie i watched because i watched the spin chagrin movie first because i just knew right away that what it was going to be um but i watched this movie called snow bunny okay. and snow bunny is a um black crime thriller i guess um, directed by a person named Villa Main, hmm. who is, I guess, some kind of, I don't know anything about this person. Um, some lady, I think. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, no, it's a, it's a man. Never mind. Okay. Um, who's directed a whole bunch of these, like, black-casted, like, crime romance movies. Hmm. Okay. Um, so this one is about these two sisters. Uh, one is named Bunny and one is named Snow. Okay. Um, and Bunny is a town councilman in some city that I could never quite tell where it was. Like it looked like Baltimore sometimes, but then sometimes it was pretending to be Los Angeles, but it was one hundred percent not Los Angeles. Um, in any way, shape, or form, it looked more like I don't know downtown, like I don't know Gaithersburg or something. Mm-hmm. Um. So Bunny is implicated in some embezzlement scheme uh where she embezzled like fifty thousand dollars um and she's under close scrutiny but it also turns out that bunny is a crime lord so while she is under close scrutiny from the fbi and is on trial for embezzlement she's um shadow running her crime empire uh with her sister snow um and you find out that snow is super jealous of bunny because snow got good grades when she was in school and was always on like the dean's list and bunny like was a crime lord and was able to do whatever she wanted so now snow is going to prove that she too can be a crime lord instead of being like a successful student and businesswoman which is what she is so she wants to prove that she can be tough too uh then there's this white lady whose husband is also something important um and he's cheating on her and she beats him and she beats his girlfriend up 
and then he runs away and then she gets kidnapped by this guy that used to want to fuck her in high school so he fucks her a couple of times and then kidnaps her for snow because snow pays him and then all of bunny's like low-level drug dealers like street street dealers uh-huh um are convinced by snow to conspire together to murder bunny so they do uh but then everything starts to fall apart on snow because she's not really a criminal at heart she's just kind of a um she's an a loser who made the yeah, dean's she, list yeah yeah i know she's great she always got straight a's always was a good student um so the moral of the story is you know I guess be who you are and don't I, I don't know what the moral of the story is. Moral of the story is this movie was an hour and five minutes and I was like, fuck it. Like, even if it's terrible, it's not gonna last forever. The, the, um, the, it felt like the, the moral of the story is to not watch any movies from Villa Maine is right. It it's like. true. <laughs> so it's broken up into chapters, and every chapter has a quote from Villa Maine, like he's quoting himself. <laughs> That's um, fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder. I didn't write any of them down because, again, I knew that it wasn't going to be. Um, it I wasn't going to be anything that I wanted to talk about. I'm assuming you looked him up. Villa Main feels like he is a spin chagrin legend, potentially, because um, this guy's directed like 28 movies since 2014. Right. Here's some titles. <laughs> There's L.I.E. Loyalty isn't everything. Pocket watching. Rodney Jones, Thought Process 3, <laughs> They Wear Blue, Valid, Valid 2, with 2 spelled out. Oh, no, I'm sorry. The title is 2 Valid, T-O-O Valid. The Scandal Continues. Uh, Kill Vibe, which it looks like has the lady who played Bunny. Mm. Splash Gang, Sneaky Links. That's got uh, one yeah. of the other actresses. Mm-hmm. Garden of Heden, Hood Movie, 30 Girls, 30 Days. So there's some of Illumine's catalog, uh, none of which I think I will watch again, despite the fact that you might think that it kind of lends itself to be good for the spin chagrin. It is um, it is not easy to watch. Right. So anyways, that movie fucking sucked. Mm-hmm. So then I thought, well, the night when we did the spin chagrin last week, I went through and put a bunch of stuff on my catalog or my calendar to do um to watch or not my calendar on my watch list um so i had some stuff set up but i ended up deciding on the third movie because then i ended up just watching other things instead i watched a movie called um oh fuck i gotta get this title right avalanche sharks yeah avalanche sharks which was a 2014 canadian made for television movie starring nobody you've ever seen before and the premise of avalanche sharks is up on the mountain there's this ancient maybe alien maybe native american demon called oh my god hold on i gotta look it up i can't remember the name of it. it's like nuktuktuk or something like that hmm uh, hold on, I gotta find it. Oh, they don't say it in the Wikipedia article. They don't. I tried to put in a in an NA and scan, and I don't see like an. Un- well, I might have made that. I it's it's something like that though. So, 
there's these two stoners, stoner snowboarders that are on the backside of this mountain resort where they're not supposed to be because it's blocked off. And they decide, fuck it, we're just going to go ahead and snowboard down this mountain anyway. And when they do, they release the curse of this thing, the neck tuk tuk or whatever we'll call it. Mm-hmm. And it's, it, it, it eats them. Like it eats the one guy. Um, so there's actually a really funny scene where he's snowboarding and his friend gets eaten by the shark and it distracts him. So he snowboards into a broken branch that impales him. And he's like, oh, gnarly. And then he's trying to like pull himself off the branch. He's like, oh, this fucking hurts. He doesn't say fucking because there's no cursing. It's made for mm. TV. Um, but he eventually pulls himself off and then he dies. So then they set up this really convoluted plot with a bunch of multiple characters. So there's this dude that fancies himself a amateur screenwriter that's writing a screenplay about the neck tuk tuk or whatever the fuck. It's probably not even close to what the thing is called. I really can't remember. I just watched this movie last night, too. Uh And he's got this friend of his and this hot chick, and he wants to have sex with the hot chick. The hot chick doesn't want anything to do with him, except she wants him to want her. So he'll pay for things for her. So she can then find a rich man on the slopes that wants to fuck her. That's more her speed. So, you know, obviously the protagonist. Um, right. right. Anyway, so all these people end up getting killed and eaten by these um, avalanche sharks. Um, and the guy that owns the ski lodge is trying to hide the fact. It's basically Jaws. Okay. Except terrible. And so then there's this couple that are hiking, and the guy's a complete douchebag, and the girl's like, I just want you to experience nature with me. And he's like, I just want to play video games and have you suck my dick. Mm. And she's like, well, if you keep up with me on this hike, I'll let you get some sexy time. So they do that or sex, sex adventures. I think she calls it something that's really uncomfortable. (laughs) So he follows her to this frozen lake and he's like, all right, like I lived up to my end of the bargain. Like, let's have some sex adventures. And she's like, I didn't mean now. And he's like, come on, there's nobody around. Like, let's just fuck. And she's like, you don't even care about me. I just want you to say you love me. And he just stands there and stares at her. And she's like, I'm going to give you to the count of five to say you love me. And he's like looking around all uncomfortable. And she's like, I'm about to walk away if you don't say you love me. It's just three easy words. You can just say it. And he just stands there. And she's like, fine, you'll never see me again. And then the shark bites her in half. Hmm. Um. Anyway, this movie's terrible, too. And it's like, it should be funnier than it is, but it never ends up being funny because they can't do everything they want to do, I think, in it because it is made for TV. So they can't show a whole lot of like gratuitous violence or there's no nudity at all. So all that stuff just ends up being kind of lame and the characters are all roundly unlikable and the sharks look dumb. I don't know. It's just, it's, it's one of those things like Sharknado ended up being funny I think both in spite of itself and on purpose whereas this movie just is trying to be Sharknado but uh, it just fails anyway terrible movie Dread Central I was like looking for the name of that see if I could find it and um, Dread Central's ultimate conclusion was unsatisfying (laughs) 
That's accurate. Very unsatisfying. Um, so what did you say this name was? It sounds like some kind of like Mork language. Um, Skookum. Skookum. Even worse. (laughs) You'll understand why I'm saying like fucked up Inuit sounding words in a second when we start talking about the real Spin Chagrin movie. Okay. (laughs) So anyway, all All of these things pale in comparison to what can only be considered a modern classic of cinema. Uh, It's part of a pantheon of films that I hold dear to my heart. Um, no other option but to watch Snow Buddies, which is the second installment in the Air Bunny spinoff of the Buddies movies. Hey, kayfabe motherfucker. Yeah, okay, go ahead. Uh, so the caper in Snow Bunny <laughs> is literally a caper to wrest power from Bunny by her scheming sister, right? Uh-huh. The caper in Avalanche Sharks is the devious owner of the lodge wants to keep the skookum creature secret so people will still come to the lodge and spend money huh the caper and snow buddies might be one of the greatest capers ever and it's a caper to win a fake i did a rod so <laughs> okay Jesus it's Christ. not a real i did a rod um it's something else but we'll get to that Jesus, Frank, there's fucking hell. There's a lot to talk about here. A lot to, been, lot to digest. I've been, yeah, I've been trying to be so good all the time. Well, you want a drink? Have a drink. Um, feel good. <laughs> and the fucking spin chagrin, especially you and these right, well, you movies. Gotta, you got to hear. You got to hear about Snow Buddies. I do. Go ahead. Look, let's 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 hear it. You set me up to watch these films, and I have to watch them because <laughs> I have to watch all the buddies movies. I think at this point. Yeah, so this is the second Buddies movie, and I still haven't watched the first Buddies movie, so who knows if that'll ever come up. So you're probably, five, missing, you're probably missing a lot of key information, honestly. Well, I mean, I'm finding it out. It's I'm watching it um, <laughs> out of order, you know. Like you're it's, like uh, you're like mementoing the fucking snow, but the the Buddies trilogy, like fucking quadrilogy or whatever. It's true. It's true, and it really is working. It's working well for me because I'm like, <laughs> oh my god, I didn't know that. Even though I've seen three movies after this one or two or whatever I've seen. All right, my drink's poured. You can okay, so the film opens with the traditional buddies getting ready for school with their human owners or human friends. I guess they never call them owners. They're friends. So the first one is um, uh, Butterball is getting ready with his kid who's they're both just like chowing down on food and Butterball, you know, helps this because this kid is like super rich he lives in a mansion so butterball's like oh you forgot your lunch so he brings him his bagged lunch you know to his fucking mercedes that he's getting driven to school in so first of all it's the first cafe breaking moment of the movie <laughs> is that this kid of multi-billionaires would be taking like a little walmart zip up snap like bag lunch to school right that kid's going to some private school where he gets fed like filet mignon for lunch. Hold on a second. I'm still so confused. So this is a different kid than the other kids in the Buddies movies, right? They're but all these, different. But uh, these you, are the same dogs. Yes. And the same houses and the same families, but different children. <laughs> okay. All right, so I, it is supposed to be the same family continuously. Well, I don't know. <laughs> okay. All right. We'll, I'll stop. <laughs> we'll get to that. We'll get all to right. that. 
so Butterball, his kid gets off to school. He grabs his soccer ball or whatever, like toy soccer ball in his mouth, and he runs off to meet the other buddies. So then you get Mud Buddy, and Mud Buddy and his kid are Mud Buddy's rolling around in the mud. And the kid comes out and he's dressed in, you know, khakis and a white button up shirt and a tie. And Mud Buddy jumps up and rips his tie off. So the kid and Mud Buddy start rolling around in the mud for no reason. Like they're not wrestling for the tie, they're just rolling around in the mud. And then the kid looks like shit, and then he goes to school. And they get on this bus, these little short buses that always look like they have the same kids in them every time they each get picked up, and you never see any of the other kids on them. So I don't know what like what happened there film-wise, but you just got to go with it. So then Mud Buddy grabs his ball, and he runs off. So then it goes to Rosebud, who's helping her uh, human get dressed, and she's like oh this blouse would look perfect on you and the girl's like oh rosebud you know everything i like and then she's like you're my best friend and rosebud's like oh you're my best friend but like they can't hear the dogs talk so this girl's just talking to herself so she she goes to school she goes to school calmly because she's a girl obviously and that's really reinforced throughout this entire movie that Mm. girls only like certain things and sure um so then rosebud runs off to meet her friends so then it goes to Buddha, and Buddha's the Buddhist buddy. And Buddha is leading a yoga class, presumably at seven or eight o'clock in the morning, full of people with his owner. And all the people are wearing like yoga clothes, you know, like mm-hmm. um, tank tops and yoga pants and stuff, mm-hmm. except for this kid who's about to go to school that's wearing some kind of Zen Buddhist like karate gi or something. And Buddha's sitting in front of the class going, oh, oh, and everyone's repeating after Buddha by going, oh, which really kind of breaks the entire illusion of this movie, because if they can understand that he's saying, oh, why can't they understand the other words that are coming out of his mouth at different parts of the movie? But it doesn't matter because he finishes with his meditation and says namaste. And then that kid goes off to school and then Buddha. Hold on, Buddha says namaste or the kid says namaste? No, Buddha says he's the one leading the yoga class. So, uh, okay, so I just thought I was confused. Buddha's running the class. Yeah, and he's saying om. No, and he's saying om and all the people are repeating om after him because they can understand Buddha. Like, come on, you just gotta eat. I just thought you, when you said Buddha, you meant Buddha's owner. Oh, no, I know what I'm saying. I've watched this movie twice. So that kid, he runs off to go to school and Buddha runs off to meet his friends. So now it's time for B-Dog. Fucking B-Dog. Okay. So B-Dog, they save for last. They got to save the best for last. Right. So B-Dog and his owner, they're going to play some B-Ball before school. So B-Dog's owner is bouncing, dribbling, and then shoots (laughs) the ball and it goes in. He's like, nothing but net. And then B-Dog says, oh, He's so cool. He's spreading it like it's a cold or something like that, which doesn't make any sense. <laughs> but it's fine. It's B Dog's an idiot. So the kid runs up to the bus and turns around and tilts his head back and then pounds his chest with his hand while making a peace symbol. Like, can can you? No, oh, you can't see me. Making a peace symbol. Right. So imagine like you're pounding your chest and then you're making a peace symbol and then he goes word and he gets on the bus and the bus leaves hmm. so when the bus pulls away b-dog sees a cat on the other side of the road and he's like all the chases on 
so it's this little kitten so he starts chasing this kitten and he's chasing 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 and then miss mittens who's the mama cat she stops him and he's like whoa miss mittens and miss mittens is what voiced by Whoopi goldberg if this tells you anything so miss mittens says <laughs> lord of mercy why are you chasing my little children and he's like, oh, Miss Mittens, I wasn't chasing. I was escorting. Yes, escorting. And she's like, boy, I'm going to whoop your butt. So then the cat is chasing B-Dog, and B-Dog is a coward, so B-Dog run away. <clears throat> and at one point, Miss Mittens says, if I catch you, B-Dog, nine lives ain't going to be enough, which leads me to believe that Miss Mittens thinks that B-Dog is going to kill her repeatedly until, like, she finally gets him <laughs> or something. I don't know, or maybe, like, She's going to beat him for so long that she'll die of old age and then come back and beat him again. Yeah, it doesn't really make a lot of sense. Right, but he's going to age at the same time, so at some point she's going to be a baby cat, like beating up a full-grown dog who will probably just murder her, so that's that's fine. It's good writing. Right. It's amazing. So all the buddies are in the park, and rosebud's like i got here first because girls rule and boy sisters rule and brothers drool but there's only one sister because she's the only girl so it's a stupid thing to say mm-hmm. so then b-dog is in the bushes and he's like hey guys is the coast clear and they're like b-dog what you hiding from this time and he's like i'm not hiding i'm just chilling out and preparing to play some hide and seek they're like yeah let's play some hide and seek and buddha says all right I'm going to, I'm going to count. And he goes, Om, and they say, are you going to remember to find us after your 10th Om? And he's like, yeah, yeah, I got you. So simultaneously, an ice cream truck pulls up across the street. So Butterball sees that ice cream truck and he's like, fuck yes, ice cream. So instead of going to high, Butterball just runs to the ice cream truck. Because Butterball's fat, right? Uh, That's the implication yes. is like, he's but like, they, the they all look blooding. the same. So yeah, he just, he's bigger supposedly, but he's not really, and he farts a lot, but we'll get to that. So inside the ice cream truck, and I, I didn't catch this the first time, so I was super confused when it happened. Inside the ice cream truck, there's a shipping container that's got more ice cream in it. So Butterball runs into the shipping container and starts to eat ice cream out of the buckets. There's just like haphazard buckets of ice cream. Um, so Butterball's like, there's ice cream in here, and all the other buddies, like they just come out of hiding and they Number one, it shows all their hiding places, and every single one of them was hiding behind, like, a single rock or, like, a lump of grass. Like, it was all really bad hiding. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so, they all run over, and they're like, B-Dog, you keep watch. So, they all go inside, and they all climb into the shipping container, and they're like, oh, look at all this ice cream. And then B-Dog sees Mrs. Mittens. He's like, oh, shit. So he runs into the truck, too. And they're like, B-Dog, you're supposed to be keeping watch for the ice cream guy. And he's like, oh, I can't protect you out there. I can protect you better in here. And Rosebud is like, B-Dog, you're such a pussy. Like, you know that you were scared of something. <laughs> and he's like, oh, dog, I don't know. I'm just I'm just trying to be tough. He's like, I'm going to whoop that ice cream man's butt. So the ice cream man comes back, and he locks the container. And on the outside of the container, it says it says ship to Fernatuktuk, Alaska. So that's F-E-R-N-I-T-U-K-T-U-K or something like that. Fern mm-hmm. T- no, it's Ferntiuktuk or something. It's terrible. Okay. Like, it doesn't matter because Ferntiuktuk is like a sister city to Fernvale or Ferndale or whatever. Right. Because they both have the same um, slogan, which is where anything can happen. But the, we'll, we'll get to that. 
So the ice cream man locks them in the container, but they don't realize it because they've all eaten so much fucking ice cream, these disgusting dogs. Like, seriously, they're they're dogs, and they're in the ice cream buckets eating it, the ice cream that's supposed to go to Alaska, including Mudbud, who's covered in filth. So they pass out because they've eaten too much ice cream. They like, guess basically they're in a diabetic coma inside this container. And right. the truck drives from Ferndale to the airport. And then you find out that they're loading this container into this airplane to take to Alaska, to the Great White North, they call it, which I mean, I guess a lot of people call it, so whatever. But so they get a forklift and drive the thing over and put it inside the plane. And then when the ice cream guy goes back to lock up his truck, he bangs his shin on his hitch and he's like, oh shit. And he looks inside and um, Butterball's football is sitting there. So he takes it and he rips a hole in it and puts it on his hitch. So I guess the next time he bangs his leg, it'll be protected by like a quarter inch of nylon <laughs> because he knocked all the air out of it because that'll help. Right. Anyway, that's what he does. It's good thinking. Yeah. So then the plane takes off. So they're flying and the buddies wake up and they're like, oh shit, like where are we? And, um, Buddha looks out the window and he sees, says, all I see are white fluffy things. And they're like, what does that mean, Buddha? He's like, I don't know. And then Butterball gets nervous, so he farts. So then the two guys up front, the pilot's like, oh, my God, is that you? And the co-pilot's like, hey, buddy, he who smelt it dealt it. So then they're like, okay, we're over Fern Tuck. So they pull, a, they pull a lever, and the shipping container just tumbles out the back. What? So even though there's other things inside this truck or inside this this plane, like just the shipping container, and man, it's like tumbling, like spinning over and over. But then all of a sudden, for no reason, a parachute opens and it's slowly floating to the ground. Okay. So. So what's going on inside? Did they show inside the container? They're like, oh, okay. this is your fault, Butterball. You're the one mm. that wanted the ice cream. It is so then, fucking fat fuck Butterball's fault. So man. then the container crashes upside down in the snow, even though it was on the bottom of a parachute. It somehow, right before it hits the ground, I guess, flips over and opens up. So the buddies are free. So they're like, oh, my God, where are we? What is this stuff? Because and so I looked this up. I did some research because this really bothered me. <laughs> I was like, how have these fuckers never seen snow before? Like, does it really not snow in Washington State? Right. It snows in Washington State. Doesn't happen that often, but it snows where like people know what snow is. Right. So these stupid ass dogs would know what snow is. And I think in Santa Buddies, I think there's snow, but Santa Buddies I haven't watched yet, so I don't know for sure. So anyway. Is Santa Buddies so, first? I don't know. No, no, no. Air Buddies is first. Okay. This is the second movie. Air Buddies right. is the first yeah. movie. So Butterball's like, my dreams have come true. It's a land of vanilla ice cream. So then he eats he eats it. He's like, oh my God, it's not a dream. It's my nightmare. This ice cream has no flavor. Mm. So then the buddies are like, well, how the fuck do we get back to Ferndale? And Buddha's like, you know what? I think it's this way. And they're like, all right, fuck it. And they just go. Yeah. And the whole time Mud Buddy's like, where's the dirt? I need to roll in some dirt, man. Like I'm I'm freaking out. Like I'm there's no dirt. Because everything's covered in snow because they're in Alaska. Mm -hmm. So while this is happening, 
there's another sub story going on where Airbud and Molly, who is Airbud's wife, are looking for the buddies because no one can find them. So, do you remember Ollie Plant from Most Vertical Primate, played by um, what's his name from Home Improvement? Uh, uh Al from Home what's Improvement. Can't right, Richard Can't. Karn. Richard Karn. Richard Karn. Karn. So now he's the. I father. don't remember. You need to refresh me. Who? who... <laughs> In what, Most what? Vertical Primate, Richard Karn played a guy named Ollie Plant, who was the one that owned the skate shop that not only took in the homeless kid, but also the homeless um, chimpanzee. Okay, yes. And then ended up adopting the homeless kid in a completely non-creepy way, like, oh yeah, I'll take that kid. Mm. Um, so that was Richard Karn played that. So now Richard Karn is playing a different character in oh, the okay. Buddy's universe. Yeah. Uh, which completely, again, like, destroys Oh yeah, I'm your... sure he got $100,000 for it. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> so he plays the father Mm -hmm. of he plays the owner of air bud so air bud and molly and they don't really explain this very well they had this litter of puppies and they just gave them away to all these people to take care of them but they still check on them every day because they all live in the same town mm. so air bud's kid owner who i guess is like the alpha owner or whatever of the the buddy buddy clan <laughs> okay um, they're like oh my god we gotta find the buddies so everybody's going around looking for the buddies nobody can find um so like they're going everywhere nobody's seen the buddies um finally what happens is they decide they're going to go to the police so the deputies like you need the long arm of the law so they they go in and they say deputy so-and-so the buddies are missing and he freaks out he's like oh my god oh my god we got to do something even though like whatever it's like five dogs I'm not saying the dogs aren't important, but I don't think that would be the reaction of a, you know, sworn police officer. Sure. Like no, six kids being like, oh, my God, our dogs are missing. Right. So he goes onto the computer, and I say that in all capital letters because that's how they say it, the computer. And he puts out an APB, which stands bodies? for All Puppies Bulletin. Oh, all Pups Bulletin fuck. On the buddies. So I just want to I'm really a quickly let the audience know what frank has described so far is the first half of the first paragraph of the plot on wikipedia yeah lots happening <laughs> uh you, you made me lose my train of thought okay so <laughs> all puppies bulletin so third plot line is there's this kid <clears throat> um fuck what's this asshole's name uh, it's funny because they list all the Adam Bilson. Okay. So Adam Adam Bilson is. I like how he gets the last name. Okay. Well, because it's it's a, it's person. So Adam Bilson is this kid that lives in Alaska whose only dream is to become a dog sled driver, and he's got a um Siberian or a husky, right? Mm-hmm. What, what kind of dog are they? Yeah, Siberian Husky. He's got a Siberian Husky named Shasta, who's his his best bud. And Shasta wants to help him achieve this dream. But something happened in the past with his father where he used to be a amazing dog sled runner, but then there was some accident and now he can't do it anymore. And he doesn't want Adam to follow in his footsteps. He wants him to play hockey. Um so Adam's a little fucking turd. 
um, who doesn't listen to anything. So he's supposed to walk to school. Everybody's always walking to school. Their mm-hmm. series is like eight feet of snow on the ground. And they're like, all right, go straight to school. So he takes a detour and watches this um, Russian dude who's got a team of like, you know, Huskies that he's dog sled riding with. So Adam's like, oh, I want to do that someday. That's going to be us. We just need to find five other dogs. Hmm? <laughs> so, <laughs> uh-huh. I wonder what's going to happen. So then Adam is, um, Adam's real distracted because <sighs> all he wants to do is be a dog sled driver, right. whatever, yeah. captain. So he's in his hockey game and he's playing hockey and they're like, oh, Adam, take the shot. So Adam takes the shot, but wah, 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 he shoots it into his own goal. And his goalie's like, dude, where's your head? And then the guy, and this is like the biggest tension um, in the first part of the movie, one of his other teammates says, nice move, and then just leaves. So you can tell that Adam's head is not in being a hockey player. Mm-hmm. So they go home and um, he prays at night. And they don't say who he prays to. Like the Buddies series doesn't become religious, I don't think, until Spooky Buddies where they're openly talking about like God and Jesus and stuff. Um, So in this case, they're not doing that. So Adam prays to something to have. He's like, I just want five extra dogs. He said, I know it's a lot to ask. And I oh, it's Christmas time, by the way. he says i know it's a lot to ask and i know i asked for my birthday but really like that's all i need so i can have my own dog sled team so they go to sleep so the next morning uh it's time for them to you know he has to go to school so he goes to school and the father's like hey come help me at the shop i'm getting a shipment of supplies in later so he's like shasta don't run off too far so then shasta of course runs off too far and finds the buddies and the buddies get freaked out because they think that he's a wolf, so they run away from him. And he's like, no, friends, don't run from me. But then they get on the ice, and they have no idea what ice is because apparently there's never ice in Washington State either. Sure. So they're sliding all over the place. Like, oh, my God, what is this stuff? Mm. So Shasta's laughing at him. So then they become best friends. Mm. So he's like, come on with me. You know, I'll take you. You can stay in our barn. So he takes him to the barn and has him stay there. Oh, I'm sorry. There's another scene um, before... Uh, Adam goes to school in the morning where they tell him to put the leftover Christmas decorations. They have this whole box of unused Christmas decorations that was just chilling in the living room. They're like, yeah, go put that back in the shed. Okay. Even though there's like no real Christmas decorations in their whole house and they probably could have put them somewhere because their house is gigantic. It's like these ones just don't fit with the decor. Right. You got to go back in the shed. Yeah. So they go back in the shed. They start to play like the Goonies music when they're up in the attic and they're finding one-eyed Willie's medallion or whatever. Mm Mm-hmm. And he finds this dusty old leather-bound book that turns out it was his dad's secrets to dog sledding. Jesus so Christ. this book could be no no older than like 20 years old. But right. It's like, like when he's looking through it. Fuck then his dad's hell. like, hey, the boat's leaving. Come on board. And so mm. he takes takes the book, takes it with him to school. So Shasta meets the buddy. Shasta's like, buddies, you come stay in my, my shit. So then Adam gets in trouble in school because they're asking him what the seven continents are and he's not paying attention. And his teacher's like, so the continents are, you know, Africa, North America, South America, um, Australia, Europe, um, Antarctica, and what's the seventh? And Adam goes, yes. 
and she's like oh adam because he's reading this book on dog sledding mm. like and it's all it's like vellum pages with like these handwritten notes look i can't describe his dad but his dad is not the kind of dude that's taking like conspicuous notes <laughs> or copious notes on vellum paper like his dad barely can probably like read a newspaper anyway so so who's what's his dad's name which i don't know paul or something like that uh i'm just trying to henry henry maybe oh okay i think it's he has he has no okay yeah he's not a real person right oh no maybe it's noah i don't know it doesn't matter okay it doesn't matter nobody matters but the buddies and shasta so shasta's telling the buddies like hey this is our dream we want to have a dog sled team and he's like come on i'm gonna have you meet somebody so he takes them out into the wilderness and they meet this old siberian husky named talon and talon's got mystic powers and talon's like buddies all you gotta do is believe in yourselves and practice and you can do anything and that's it and i swear to god this is all talon does is say like one thing to him so then they have a training montage in the time when adam's at school and then it's nighttime now of like the second night and Shasta introduces the buddies to Adam. He's like, oh, I got my own dog sled team. My wishes, my prayers came true. So he's like, all right, I'm going to go to bed and tomorrow we'll start practicing. I guess now it's Saturday maybe or something. So Adam goes to bed. So the father's like, looks outside. He's like, that dang kid didn't turn off the light in the barn again. So he goes out to the barn to go in, but hey, the buddies are in the barn, right? So it's tense. Mm-hmm. so the buddies are like oh my god he's gonna find us like what's gonna happen if you find us so mudbud says butterball turn around so butterball turns around and they pull his head and he farts on the guy like as he's getting close to their hiding space and the guy's like oh my god what is that smell oh my god it's awful and he just leaves and never goes back to look in the barn again so <laughs> There's never any other danger of them being discovered because one fart like just cleared right. the man out yep. to never want to go into his own his own barn ever again. Mm-hmm. So the next day they're training, and the father had a like a real you know dog sled like one of those big wooden dog sleds like what you see on like movies and shit, yeah. but it's too heavy for the buddies to pull because the buddies are children, and Shasta's a child. <laughs> Uh So Adam's like, oh, man, what are we going to do? I know what we're going to do. Then Adam constructs a lightweight aluminum sled frame out of nothing, like things that are just in the barn, welding pieces together and creates this lightweight sled that the buddies now can all of a sudden pull. So in the span of a a day... better MacGyver than the uh, ice cream truck guy was with his fucking... Well, hey, the ice cream truck guy is trying to protect his, his, his shins. So now they're a fully trained buddy, whatever, like dog sled team. So Adam takes Shasta and all the dogs into town. So he's got a Siberian Husky and five golden retrievers who are all wearing one conspicuous piece of clothing that lets you identify which one they are. And goes up to the sheriff. Oh, so the sheriff of town has a St. Bernard called Bernie. And the St. Bernard is the wise. He's voiced by Jim Belushi, so you know that he's wise. Hmm. He 
loves the he like try like is looking out for the buddies because there's some e the evil um siberian huskies that are driving for the russian guy like they're mean to the huskies like they see mean things yeah. like oh you're so small oh we could eat you for dinner because they're french because they're fr right. their rider is john george i think or something like that. john george uh, who's also french Right. The one thing that you'll learn about the Buddies universe is people are broken down into their most basic stereotypes based on their ethnicity. Mm -hmm. We'll get to that in a minute. So Adam comes into town and he goes into the sheriff's office, which is also ironically the place where you sign up for the Tiktituktuk uh, or Fern Fern Tuktuk uh, Iditarod, although they don't call it the Iditarod. It's just the Fern Tuktuk race. So Adam's like, hey, I want to sign up for this race. So the sheriff's like, oh, your father's coming out of retirement. This is so fantastic. Your father was the best dog sled racer ever came out this town. Here's a form. So he fills out the form. Anyway, so earlier in the movie, when the deputy sent out his mass APB, all pup bulletin, a notice popped up on the sheriff's screen that said urgent email. And the sheriff said, if you wanted me to read it, you'd read it to me yourself what's wrong with sending a letter because the sheriff's like 70 and even in 2008 does not understand email nor care to use it right so that's that's that's, that's, that's something that's on the computer right it's it's it's, it's an important plot point later oh shit. so adam signs up for the race and he's like oh i'm so excited your father's gonna and adam's like well it's not oh your father your father was greatest and he's like well it's not necessarily oh your father he's like all right fine it's my father let me sign on the forms so Adam has signed up for the race under the auspices that it's his father signing up for the race. So, oof, you know, it's kind of crazy. Um, so then it's nighttime again and Talon howls in the distance. And Shasta's is like, come on, buddies, we got to go talk to Talon. So they go and talk to Talon and Talon's like, well, I've taught you everything I know. You're going to have to win this race tomorrow. And I'm thinking like Talon, you ain't taught him shit. Like you said one thing inside a cave. You didn't like go out and train them or anything. They train themselves, you fucking asshole. But he's he's imparted all the wisdom he can impart. And that wisdom is just go out there and win. You'll be fine. Mm. So Shasta's parents, you find out, were Adam's dad's main lead dogs when he was a dog racer. Of course. Everybody's but they right. went across the ice and Shasta's parents fell on the ice and fucking died. Oh my god. So that's why Adam's dad doesn't want a dog race anymore because Jean George is making fun of him one time and he's like, dude, I would ask you if you were going to participate in a dog race, but I know you would just say no. <laughs> and Adam's dad is like, well, you know why? Because my dogs died. And he's like, duh, just get yourself another dog race team. And Adam's dad says, in my house, dogs are family. So I guess it's like he lost like two of his brothers, right. or brother yeah. and sister on Elen. He lost some. Sure. So day of the big race. So Adam and the the buds and Shasta they're at the starting line, and the sheriff's like, "Where's your dad?" And he's like, "Well, sheriff, it was me that signed up for the race." And he's like, "Oh, there's nothing in laws that says a pup and a kid can't race in the race." I don't know. I guess I fucked up. Go ahead so here's the so they they do a quick pan across the racers and one of them is john george of course and he's like no you're going to eat my powder just like your father did and then there's a blonde white lady who's from iceland that's like no don't listen to don't listen to john george uh, he'll just try and fuck you up 
And then there's a Russian that's like, oh, yeah, I can't do a Russian accent. But in a Russian accent, he says, like, you know, watch out for him. He cheats. And then they show this Asian dude who just gives two thumbs up and that's it. They don't mm. introduce him. They don't say where he's from. He's just Asian. Right. So they've got the Asian guy, the Russian guy, the Icelandic guy, and the French Canadian. And then Adam Bilson, who's like white bread, American, like preteen. So on your marks, get set, go. And everybody goes like hike or husk or whatever the fuck they say. They're saying a bunch of shit I don't care about. Like ye and. That, look, the writers don't know it either. They just Googled something real quick. Right. Or they saw like Nanook of the North or something. Um, so the buddies are like, we can do it. So then they all start racing. So the first thing that happens is John George is riding next to the Asian dude and he kicks him and causes the Asian guy to fall off of his dog sled in a heap and like wreck. And he keeps going. And then later he's next to the Russian guy and he pulls a bullwhip out and he bullwhips him and knocks him off of his dog sled. So so John George is basically just trying to murder people right. in order to win this friggin' like small town race. Yeah. So while all this is happening, I Molly like and Airbud are like following the trail. And Miss Mittens comes up and says, Have you seen B Dog? I need to give him a whooping. So I'm like, why are you whooping B Dog? And she's like, oh. He chased my kitten, and then he ran into that ice cream truck, and ironically, that ice cream truck is there again in the same exact place. <laughs> so they're like, oh, well, let's go investigate. And wouldn't you know it, there's an open container of ice cream that's going to Alaska, so they climb in that. Like, mm. Look, puppy. They say, look, puppy prints, which implies that even though there were dogs that were very visibly eating the ice cream and have left behind prints, nobody bothered to clean up after it. Right. Which means if you go to Fern Tuck Tuck, you better not eat any fucking ice cream because dogs have eaten out of that ice cream and it's disgusting. Right. But anyway, so Airbud and Molly, they get into the container. And of course, as soon as they get in, it gets sealed up and they get taken to Alaska and they get airdropped out and it tumbles through the air. Ah. They hold on. They don't like replay like anything with the ice cream truck guy. Oh, the exact same thing happens. The ice cream truck guy ain't paying attention. He just like locks the container and sends the dogs to Alaska. Yeah, but he doesn't like he hit his leg before. No, no, they never reference that again. Oh, so right, nothing makes any. There, there's there's no connectivity in the Airbud universe until there is, and it's not here. <laughs> so they topple out of the sky and they land in Fern Tuck, and they run around one corner and they meet Bernie. And they're like, "Hey, have you seen five pups?" And he's like, "Of course I have. I was talking to him. <laughs> right. They're in the they're they're in the big fern tuck tuck race." And they're like, "Oh my god!" And he's like, "Hey, coincidentally, I'm the rescue dog in this area. I'm about to go run the trail. You want to come run with me?" And they're like, "Sure." Hmm. So they go and they rescue the Asian, and then they rescue the Russian. So then the father pulls up, <clears throat> and the sheriff is like, "Oh, Henry, I'm surprised to see you here. I thought you'd be there seeing Adam off." With his five pups in the race. And he's like, oh, yeah, what? what? And he's like, oh, Adam did say he wanted five dogs. This makes complete sense that he has a dog sled team now. Mm. So they're like, it's the most dangerous race in Alaska. And oh, I don't know what we're going to do. It is when fucking John George is a part of it. Right. Well, he's a murderer. (laughs) So now it's nighttime all of a sudden. And they're at the midway point, which takes place at like this campsite. So even though this man's eight-year-old son 
is out with puppies running what's being categorized as the most dangerous race in Alaska, he's like, nah, I'm just going to go to bed. You know, and there, there, there's no need to go out and look for him or anything. What are you going to do? Well, there's nothing you can do. You just got to let him race, right. man. It's, it's what he's doing. Agreed. So while they're at the midway point, John George comes out and uses a knife to saw through somebody's um the whatever you call it harness or whatever and it's like oh my god what's he doing so next morning the race starts again but there's a blizzard coming with whiteout conditions so of course they don't stop the race nor do they come and save this eight-year-old who's out there with a bunch of puppies we gotta let the race continue to tradition we gotta, sure. gotta finish the race yep so the icelandic lady is going along and of course her harness breaks because john george sabotaged it Mm -hmm. so she flies off a cliff on her dog sled and crashes and they cut away from her so it's like she's dead i was like oh my god they fucking killed this woman yeah so now the race in the blizzard oh so they go a whole nother day and nobody still can find them but the saint bernard and Airbud and molly find the icelandic woman who's under a tree Mm-hmm. And who's like Jean George? Is she a sabotage? So how does she know? Because I guess she assumes. Okay. I mean, rightly so. You know, whatever. So the blizzard's too heavy. So Jean George knows about this old lodge that he breaks into to stay warm for the night. But randomly, this Inuit pops up in the snow and is like, "Come here, come here!" So Adam follows him into his igloo. Him and the buddies and Sash. Just can return to a very different movies. I like. know that's what I thought. I'm like, yo, this is strange. He's like, I've been following your movements, mm. but they sleep safe and sound. They get up the next morning, so now it's 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 the final leg, and they're racing, and they're going. They're at the place. They're at the river or the frozen lake that's right at the end. So they're going across, and wouldn't you know it? John George's two lead huskies crash through the ice, and John George says. No, you pieces of shit. I, I, we cannot win now. Fuck you. And just leaves. He leaves them drowning. He's like, ah, you're dead to me. So his team of dogs, he's just going to let die in the snow instead of trying to help him get out Jesus of the ice. Christ. Right. He's John, walking John away. George is a piece of shit. Oh, my God. He's a monster. <laughs> so then. I really like um, the actor, though. It's funny. It's, it's really funny. <laughs> so then. Um, Adam and his team, you know, the buddies and Shasta come up upon him. And Adam's like, oh, my God, we can't let these dogs die. So Shasta army crawls out on the ice with a hook in his mouth and hooks it up to the dog sled. And they pull the dogs out of the out of the water. Right. It's like, oh, they're saved. And then John George pops up. He's like, ha, 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 you fell into my trap. And he gets on his dog. sled. he's like, come on, you bitches. Let's go. We're going to win. What? And they're like they're like john george is a dick like we just saved these dogs now he's gonna steal the victory so the what dogs is, what's though, the trap though well i don't know i mean john okay. george is an asshole <laughs> so well i guess like because it slowed him down and he got them to get the dogs out of the ice so he didn't expend any energy and oh whatever. jesus okay he's just a dick so john george is like yeah we are gonna win and the dogs are like no fuck you john george and they tip him over and then he's like, ah, oh, you stupid fucking flea bags. What are you doing to me? And then they start like growling at him. And he's like, oh my God, rabies. And they start chasing him and he runs off screen. So then Adam wins the fake I did a rod. So everybody's like, ah, oh, Adam's the winner. 
So against five other professional dog sledders, this child with three days worth of experience and a bunch of like one-year-old puppies wins this grueling cross-country dog sled race. Okay. They also say that dog sledding is the greatest sport for, I don't know. I can't remember how they say it, but it's like the sport of sports for dogs. I think dog sledding is the stupidest shit, but anyway, besides the point. Mm -hmm. so you know adam's dad is there and he's like oh dad i thought you'd be mad at me he's like how can i be mad when i'm so proud and then the buddies are like oh you know what would make this moment so perfect is if mom and dad were here and there comes air bud and molly jumping across the snow and like oh what are you doing here and molly says we'd follow our pups to the end of the earth if they were in danger and b-dog says What's crackalackin', mama? What you doing in my hood? And she says, I'm in your hood because I love you. That's what's crackalackin'. And B-Dog says, word. And that's actual dialogue, mind you. <clears throat> um, so then the sheriff's like, I hate to break up this heartwarming scene, but your plane's about to take off. Even though, like, there's no airport. It's just a fucking, like, single prop plane flying down to Washington. It could wait a few minutes. Right. So... The dad's like, well, Adam, you're going to take your team to the airport? And he's like, oh, dad, yeah. And his dad's like, you know what? Me too. <clears throat> so then his dad steals John George's dogs and dog sled. <clears throat> because presumably John George is dead after being mauled to death by six full-grown Siberian Huskies with bad attitudes and French accents. And so they, you know, dog sled down to the plane and then... um the buddies and Airbud and Molly, they fly home and they get out and everybody's at the airport like, oh, Airbuddies, blah, blah. Uh, and then the next day, um, the rich kid is sitting with Butterball watching TV. And this news report comes on about how five golden retrievers and this one Siberian Husky helped win the Fernituk-tuk or Ferntuk-tuk cross-country snow race. And the kid's like, Butterball? And Butterball's like, yeah, dude. And that's the end of the he doesn't fart anymore. Uh, no, he farts twice. Okay. He, well, I mean, Butterball really only farts in situations where farting is needed to chase off <laughs> some threat of danger. Right. Which right. in this case was, you know, um, Adam's father. Right. It wasn't really danger, but, you know, he could have, like, blown up the whole uh, dog sled team thing. I think it's um, funny he, that he that he farts, like, you know at these other times but like after eating all that ice cream he doesn't like none of them fart because ice cream will fuck up a dog's stomach oh yeah they're all like they eat a lot of ice cream yeah rocky road moose tracks i mean some dogs can get violently ill like you know from from ice cream well the buddies are a special breed chris and you just don't understand the power that the buddies possess because they're the buddies so yeah so snow buddies that's my third buddy movie it is space buddies space spooky buddies and now snow buddies whatever somehow i gotta i gotta find a way to work air buddies treasure buddies uh super buddies santa buddies I think that's them. I think that's all the buddies movies. So you got five left? Is that what you just said? I think so. Yeah, I think there's eight total, if I remember correctly. 
I'm Jeez. assuming Treasure Buddies is going to be amazing. Jesus Christ, Frank. There's probably a fucking category for each of them, too, still left. Um, Wouldn't, wouldn't shock me. Maybe this was my ultimate plan, you know? <laughs> like, maybe maybe nine just, months ago, All right. I was sitting in bed one night and thinking, like, how can I realistically watch all the Buddies movies and make it seem like I don't want to watch them? I mean, them? seriously, how many movies do you have left, that, like, besides the Buddies movies in that universe? Like, a couple of the MVP movies? Like, There's a couple more MVPs. There's a couple of Air Bud movies. Right. There's the Buddies movies, and then there's some other spinoff of the Buddies universe. I mean, Robert Vance or whatever his name is, he's um he's a prolific dude, you know. Is his name Robert Vance? Yeah, Robert Vince. Vance. Robert Vince. Yeah. Oh yeah, there's all the pop star shit. I forgot about that. So you've covered what MVP, most valuable primate, fucking Russell Madness. I forgot about Russell Madness. Right, and three of the Buddies movies so far. Yeah, there's a movie called Chestnut hero of central park which i guess is about a squirrel maybe yeah there's santa buddies but also the search for santa paws mm. and then santa paws too, the santa pups jesus fucking christ russell madness monkey up pup star pup star better together pup star world tour puppy star christmas awesome do you think all those pup star movies are about like a singing pup i don't know they don't have any kind of wikipedia gotta be presence gotta be i hope so well because sometimes animals can talk in a way that can be heard by humans and sometimes they can't i mean there's no there's no real rule of law in the bud universe (laughs) (laughs) oh my god um so frank did just having stared at the wikipedia page for like 35 minutes or something like that Mm. um Do you know that there's a fucking Blu-ray of this that has audio commentary from the Buddies and Shasta? Oh my god, that'd be amazing. I thought you'd like it, that's why I'm telling you. Um, Yeah. Yep. I'm gonna look at something real quick. (laughs) Unrelated. Get that eBay. Um... On a less fun note, this movie does not have the disclaimer about no animals being harmed because apparently the history behind this is that they found out that the initial 30 pups that they had for this movie violated the rules where they're supposed to be transported after eight weeks old and they found out they were transported when they were six weeks old so they had to get rid of all those pups they brought in 28 pups to replace the original 30 and they all got exposed to parvo and six of them fell ill afterwards so they weren't allowed to put that disclaimer on this movie probably broke robert vince's heart because he loves dogs <clears throat> loves exploiting them i mean mom <laughs> fucking robert vince dogs and apes and possibly squirrels and sometimes cats yes especially himalayan cats and a fair at one time (laughs) and an owl all right so another little piece of uh buddy's trivia the kid that played fucking adam bilson Mm -hmm. was the original voice of in in you'll you'll find this out eventually uh, of buddha in the air buddies 
<clears throat> until he got upgraded to a live action character, or maybe downgraded. Uh, yeah. I'm sure it's a downgrade because those kids don't really like serve much purpose except to set a scene once in a while. And Buddha in this movie, the only time is being voiced by Jimmy Bennett. And if anybody follows entertainment news, they would know Jimmy Bennett because he is the one that ended up having the um, rape accusations against uh, Asia Argento um, mm. a few years ago. That's not a buddy miracle. It is not. Um, I didn't know that. Argento countered that Bennett sexually attacked her. I didn't and, know that. And that her partner, Anthony Bourdain, had arranged to pay $380,000 as part of the settlement. Poor Anthony Bourdain. Eh. Look, man, that dude's provided me with a lot of entertainment, both in a written form and on television. So it's a shame that he killed himself. I mean, sure. I mean, sounds kind of sounds like he uh might arrange a settlement for like a molester but yeah um that's cool what if the, look I, maybe that's one of the reasons why he was depressed you never know <laughs> that's the, right no yes that's i think that's what i was why you gotta bring everybody down all the time i'm just i'm just looking up trivia like well, some about... trivia is best left unsaid. Right, left untrivialized, <laughs> especially on the spin chagrin. You didn't mention that Molly is voiced by Molly Shannon. I didn't care to. <laughs> Bud is voiced by, like, what's his name? Um, Nobody knows who that is. Yes, they do. Who the fuck's uh, Noah? Noah's not the father. I don't know. I don't remember. I don't recognize that name. I don't know who Jackie is either. I'll tell you what, though. Jackie, I do know Jackie. Um, uh, because um, Jackie, she was in a sh uh, Hope and Glory, which was like one of those NBC show NBC shows from the mid '90s that like came on like at nine thirty um, as a filler, like like after Frasier or after fucking. Seinfeld or something like for six months. Um, I do know her. Alan Thick was also on that show. Mm. That tells you anything. It tells me nothing. <laughs> that guy's fantastic. That guy's really underrated. Um, John Capellus. Yes, you know that guy from everything. Uh -huh. Everybody knows that guy from everything. Like he's amazing, though. Um, like. Everybody's seen at least like five roles from that guy that like is memorable on like some television show or something like that. Oh, Chris Christopherson is the voice of Talon. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yep. B dog, yeah. fucking B dog. So let me ask you about B dog real quick, uh, which ask which me. is voiced by um Skyler um, Gazondo. Yeah, Gazondo, which has become. Somebody who, like, you know, has actually had some, like, really key roles in the last few years um, on television shows. Um, but, um, because he was on, uh, oh, shit, what's the fucking zombie 
thing that they cancel on Netflix. Santa Clara Diet. Um, he plays the son on that, and he's really good. And he's also on the Righteous Gemstones right now, um, playing the son on that show. But is B Dog like racist? Yes, he is. Is it a, is it a racist stereotype the way they portray B Dog? No, it's kind of like. Do you consider Seth Green and Can't Hardly Wait a racist stereotype? You know what no, I mean? No, because it like, feels like it's making fun of the appropriation to me. Yeah, that's what this is. Okay. All because right. B-Dog is trying to use lingo to make himself seem tough when in reality... Right, so the joke's, kind of the joke's a, on him as opposed to... Right. right. Okay. Right. All right. B-Dog is always afraid. What was Tom Everett Scott really famous for? Uh, I'm trying to... Because I, I, it was something in like the 90s or 80s. I mean, he... Oh, probably, Dead Man on Campus, American Werewolf in Paris, of course. Of course. That, um, thing, you, that thing you do. That, that was, thing you that do, was that's the thing, thing that he was a breakout... It. Yeah, yeah. His breakout performance. Yeah. No, that's that's the one. Like, if anybody knows him, that's what I know him from. Um, yeah. He, um... The last time I saw him was a few months ago when I watched La La Land for the first time. Like, um, he had a small role in it and I recognized him, but, um... Yeah. Did most... you recognize his voice as the voice of Airbud? <laughs> because that's what he, that's what he's known for. Is it? Is that... Sure, to me. <laughs> you want a chagrin score here, or what? We're just gonna keep like bullshitting. Okay, give me a chagrin score. It's like a two or something, right? You loved it. It's actually fucking awful. <laughs> like, so let me preface my chagrin score with this. Mm-hmm. This movie opens with the full cinematic. Do 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 do. Uh huh. Do, 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 do. like with the you know the castle rising up and the full like golden disney and you're like oh and i remember thinking like man like this did you this opening a star used to mean when it started something. <laughs> well it felt like if when i was a kid like it used to mean something to sure you know have the disney opening because yeah. you knew that you had at least some mark of quality that you were going to get <clears throat> right you know like there was at least going to be high production value and it would be worth watching right yeah and then fucking snow buddies pops up and it's just like what the fuck it's like a seven <laughs> i mean it's it's a terrible movie the whole buddies universe is a seven on the chagrin scale really i mean i'm just i'm just trying to embrace it because it's funny but in reality like it's it's garbage man fucking snow buddies <laughs> I I I want to take a I want to take a gif of B Dog's owner getting on the bus and doing the chest pound peace sign word. <laughs> That's oh. but I but but it is kind of racist because it's not making fun of cultural appropriation. It's trying to make that actually like that guy's cool. Like that's the cool kid, you know? Right. He's playing basketball nothing but net oh i must be teaching him cool good because he's catching it like it's a cold what it's terrible 
fuck, fuck, fuck the buddies. <laughs> fuck Snoop. Uh, do you think there's the possibility that one of these buddies movies like jumps above a seven? In awfulness? Yeah, like I, like on the on the screen scale. Like, well, they didn't make any after Super Buddies, so my guess is that Super Buddies is fucking terrible. You don't think that it all built up to Super Buddies? Like you can't you think go any further powers? Yeah. Then they were like, we don't need to be these fucking slaves to man anymore. <laughs> Let's or, fly off into the buddy. Or it's like, like I'm, what I'm, else I'm, are you going to do after that? Maybe like here's the plot to Super Buddies. Uh huh. After all their adventures, the buddies realize that being talking dogs that have greater than average intelligence and can get out of any situation means that they're greater than just being the pets of man. So they start to develop these other innate powers like the X-Men, and they end up going around and wiping out everyone that owns an animal on the planet so they can free all of their brethren. And they get on a spaceship that is propelled by Butterball's farts and they fly off to the animal planet where they all live together forever. <clears throat> now you never need to watch Super Buddies because I just made it up. Dude, like, the buddies are all going to get, like, injected with some kind of, like, fucking chemical or something like that and it's going to make them superheroes. It actually probably is Butterball's farts that turn that gives them all <laughs> like he eats some radioactive donut because he can't help himself and then he farts while they're all there and they all gain like crazy powers. <sighs> fucking B Dog probably like has like a fucking horse contest or something with somebody like a fucking superhero and like I that's... wish they had done sports buddies because they could have gotten like I don't know. Like Greg Ostertag or something to be in it, and he could have been, you know, <laughs> like teaching them all how to play basketball. What's yeah? What what's well, Rosebud's not going to be able to play basketball. She's a cheerleader, of course. Uh, right, right. Uh, all right, girls you see... rule, boys rule. <laughs> Rosebud wanna... out, dog. You want to see what we're doing next week? Yeah, hit me. All right. I gotta piss too, so we'll do it quick. Gotta spin the wheel for your conceit. And the category is Cop on the Edge. The category Hmm. for next week is Cop on the Edge. There's no crime buddies, unfortunately. There's not. Um,. There are tons of uh, tons of direct-to-video or VOD crime movies, though. So, no Cop and a half four. <laughs> Toddler in turmoil. Right. There's like fucking like 18 Bruce Willis movies from the past four years um, that probably meet that criteria or something like that. Right. Um, I think bonus points if Linkin Park's whatever that About to Break song plays <laughs> in it. I mean, I'm sure it's like not that much money, probably, right? Um, I don't know. No, they're pretty popular. Still? Yeah, sure. Huh. I guess. I don't know. They were never popular with me, so it doesn't matter, but it's to someone. But yeah, I'm sure there's like there's gotta be a point where okay, so I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna pre-describe the scene for a movie that I have not seen yet. Okay. At some point the cop who has a cocaine habit is sitting in his room 
on a binge and in the background it's everything you say to me puts me one step closer to the edge and i'm about to break and he's doing lines and like throwing his hands up and rubbing his temples like oh what am i doing and you know and then he goes out and like bangs a prostitute and helps participate in some kind of armed robbery and it's crazy he's on the edge man right yeah he's about to break that that's exactly what i'm trying to like was trying trying to get there and then okay and then and here's here's the best part and then um at the end of this montage when it you know and the song goes because i'm about to break and that's like the end of it like it does that with him like doing something crazy and then it cuts to him like unconscious in his bed the next morning like oh what did i do you know right yeah i'm telling you hollywood like we're here just you know (laughs) a couple hundred thousand a year i'll give you all the scripts and story ideas you need Holy shit, there's a category on MDIB like you can like with tags that is cop on the edge. I it's didn't know that awesome. until that Google search. Yeah. Um you've there's seen a category every, you've seen everything. Category for category yeah. for everything. But yeah. you've seen all like the ones in the top ten. You've but. seen it all anyway. Right. Um, Me and Patrick Stewart. <laughs> so cop Our, on the edge. Cop on the edge next week. Um Thank you for listening. I'm sure that we'll have more Bubby's movies um, looking at these fucking categories. Well, it won't um, be this week. Won't be this week, though. Cop on the Edge next week. Uh, we're going to get into some nitty gritty crime um, VOD. So, yeah, thanks for listening. Awesome. Thank you for listening, everybody. Deuces.